Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at one of our college lectionary texts, and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. It's been my privilege to share with you each weekday throughout the 2020-2021 academic year. Every day, classes are in session. It's been my privilege to share with you a few thoughts on the text we read together at our college's morning prayer and afternoon prayer services. Today is the first day of the last week of classes. It is Monday, April 26th. And uh, while we're glad to be getting to the end, I'm also very thankful for what this year has meant. This has been a discipline for me um, personally to just sort of uh, look at scripture uh, more intently and some sermons have grown out of what I've done here as well as just kind of a uh, you know at the beginning of the year we weren't sure if we were going to need to go remote for any period of time and so it's just a sense of this is something I want to do to offer consistently to our campus that can kind of go on behind the scenes doesn't need to attract a lot of attention but we just kind of want to make sure that um, you know, especially if things get difficult and we need to go remote, that there's something that we're consistently offering. And so um, it's been a great experience for me, and I'm very, very thankful for it. Um, this week, as with all weeks, um, we have a particular theme to our reading, and this week's theme is The Blessed Hope. And it just seemed wise, uh, seems wise to us as we wind up the academic year to focus on Um, the future and focus on our great hope as Christians, to know that our stories don't end here um, and they don't even end in this world, um, but that God calls us and invites us into a future, into an eternity with him. And so all the texts this week are from the book of Revelation, and then we have Old Testament and um, uh, other New Testament passages at times, and also Psalms that uh, complement them. So Uh, Today's readings are Psalm 30, another New Testament reading, Acts 9, 1-6, and Revelation 5, 11-14. And as always, I'll just share a few thoughts on one of the readings, and today I'll share, share some thoughts on the 30th Psalm. Let me read it for you. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for, my, for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face, and I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. So I want to think with you briefly on that verse 6. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. Or as the NIV puts it, when I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. And I can totally relate to this. Um, 
this is something I do, and I don't think I'm unusual in this. Taking the present moment we're living in and sort of assuming that this is how it will always be, right? Like when things are going good for me, I think things are always going to go good for me. I'm a big baseball fan, so follow the Phillies, right? At the beginning of the year, they started off winning five of six. Well, you watch that and you just think they're going to win forever. Like baseball's easy for them. They've sort of figured out how baseball works, and so they're they're they just don't lose, right? Turns out they lost five of their next six, right? And so when they're losing, you sort of think they're never going to win again, like that. <laughs> and so that's just the reality. Like when when things are going your way, you feel like yes, this is sort of the normal state of things. And when things aren't your way, you think this is sort of the normal state of things. Yet, if the last 14 months have taught us anything, it's how quickly that that can all change, right? I was reflecting, talking recently with a student and just talking about the different sort of masks that people are wearing. And he said, oh, you know, I really like this mask because it, you know, lets me, it's breathable, but blah, blah, blah. And I thought, this conversation would have sounded completely bizarre 15 months ago. You know, why is a student telling me about masks? And, you know, but, but now that's what we talk about. Like, that's just kind of reality now. So things change quickly. They change very quickly. And uh, this is what happens in the psalm, right? Like, when I'm, go when I'm feeling secure, I think, I will never be moved. Things will be fine. He said, by your favor, O Lord, you would establish me as a strong mountain. But then, right, the real action of the psalm begins. You hid your face. I was dismayed. So I thought things were going fine, but then you hid your face, and then all of a sudden I realized things are not fine anymore. After this is where it gets very interesting, I think. To you, O Lord, I cried. So when you hid your face, God, and I was dismayed, then I cried to you and I made supplication to you. There's a particular kind of pleading here. There's a particular kind of reasoning that the psalmist is employing. He's saying, wait, God, if this bad stuff keeps happening to me and I die, well, who's going to praise you then? I mean, could the dust praise you? Could the dust tell people of your faithfulness? No, clearly that's a rhetorical no that the psalmist is raising. No, that's not. that can't work that way. It's as if he's saying, God, you need me alive in order to proclaim you. Now, of course, God uh, is quite able to raise praise from the very dust, right? This is what Jesus says, you know, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. But still, God does heal the psalmist. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You've taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. But you know, as Christians, of course, we have the benefit of a little bit of hindsight that the psalmist didn't have. And we know that God, at the very beginning, made it so that dust could praise him, right? Because God formed human beings from the dust of the earth and breathed into them the breath of life in order that we might exist for his praise. And we know that he can do it again, right? There are other psalms that kind of operate with the same logic. And, and the psalmist says, will the dead praise you? <laughs> and in Christ, we know the answer is yes. The dead will praise him because death itself is no barrier. So what I find particularly uh, appealing about this psalm is that God doesn't take pains to correct the psalmist, right? God doesn't say, well, you know, in fact, the dust can praise me, and so... You know, whether you live or die is immaterial. No, God still answers the deep cry of the heart. 
that the psalmist has, even though the psalmist is operating with incomplete knowledge. And that's a relief to me because even while I know I have certain kinds of hindsight that the psalmist doesn't have, there are lots of things that I don't know. <laughs> and there are lots of things which may be clearer to people in later generations. There may be lots of things that are clearer to other people now who don't exist with the same thing, same blind spots that I have. And that into, the, into my life, even though it is filled with blind spots of its own, that God still cares enough for me to reach out and heal me. Even when I've kind of mistaken who I, uh, who I am and have mistaken the kind of security he wants to offer me, he still offers me his deep love and still gives me more uh, than, I, than I deserve and more than I can imagine even. God, we are thankful for the deep love that's ours in Christ. We thank you for the way um, the hymn writer would say that you, you condescend to us and you speak into us, uh, into our lives in ways that um, we can understand and appreciate. We can celebrate your healing even though you have far more in mind for any of us than just simple kinds of healing. And God, we cry out to you now in the middle of the difficult things that we're facing. We know that there are difficult things that come with being a Christian college community in the last week of classes. We know that there are difficult things that each person who's listening to this is facing, things they want your help with. And in many cases, you may have greater purposes than just the little things that we struggle with. And yet, we're so touched by the way you cared for the psalmist. And in the same way, we ask that you would turn our mourning into dancing, that you would remove our sackcloth and clothe us with joy, so that we may give you praise and not be silent and might thank you forever. We ask this through Christ. Amen. Well, all, it's been a delight to share with you, and we'll look forward to again tomorrow. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.